Hello, uh, Working Like a Woman. This is D-Souls Productions, LLC Legacy. Um, I wanted to call you guys back because I wanted to commend you guys for the way you both take the time to come on Anchor and educate people, and you guys work so well together. I mean, <laughs> you guys are really setting the example of how I feel uh, men and women need to start, you know, putting their heads together and come up with solutions on how we need to build for the future. And I just wanted to commend you guys on that and say, keep up the good work. I'm going to really enjoy listening to your station. Be safe. Hope you had a great holiday. Talk to you soon. Peace. Hey, it's Gigi from Bright Beautiful World. I just wanted to call in and say thank you so much. Uh, for letting me know and it was so cool I always love it when I hear the call-ins or things like that when it's people's voices back to back because it just brings home um, how much of a sense of a community we have on anchor and it kind of there's this feeling of one and um, the power of how much every individual voice has so I always enjoy listening to them so much and it's amazing the impact that one station can have as well and um, I'm so glad that you've started this and you're doing this with your station um, it's definitely something that needs to be talked about so thank you so much for letting me know and I hope you had a lovely Christmas and New Year and hopefully talk to you soon bye hey Patrick good morning it's Ronnie I just wanted to let you know, Zee and I just posted a music segment to my station, and it features your voice, so go check it out. Hey, Working Like a Woman, it's Laura Explorer. It's rare, and in life in general, to find people that you can listen to, that you can relate to. I look forward to calling into your station soon when I have the guts to actually talk about some stuff. Uh, you brought up a lot of great topics, so I'm really intrigued, and I love the, the people that are calling into your station. So this is great, and please keep up this great work. And I look forward to the next one. Hello, working like a woman. This is D Souls Production. I was listening to your content. I was like, wow, I uh, love the content about the healthcare and repeating history. Keep going down the same road and getting the same results. You know what the definition of that is? Uh, insanity. Hey, Ronnie, it's Gigi from Bright Beautiful Wells. Ever since you called into my station, I've been racking my brains about what I could share. Working like a woman. That's cool, that is really cool. Peace, love, and light. Hi there, it's Dr. Get A Headspace here. Here's a message from Ronnie from Working Like A Woman. Um, your last call-in uh, really, really touched me. It, it really did. And um, of course, I'm more than happy 
Twitter um, now and again, you know, call in and and and, and give out of, of my stories for days. Um, but also, you know, I I just look forward to hearing your content. I feel like I'm stalking you and your husband, but more, you guys are really um, Fermians and Bozons. Oh my! I mean, I'm learning all kinds of new stuff, and I appreciate it, and I mean that sincerely. Yeah, it's it's groovy what you guys are doing. I I was always that nice drunk when I was a drinker. Okay, thanks so much, and thanks for teaching me all kinds of new stuff today, you guys. I appreciate it sincerely. Ronnie, working like a woman. I love your page and all the content that you put out. Um, it's a very empowerful woman. Good morning, working like a woman. Ronnie, hi, Barbara KB calling in. Oh, I'm so glad you're starting this station here where women come and share their stories and discuss things. This is very nice. There are a number of really strong, powerful women here at Anchor, and we discuss and talk amongst ourselves. So thanks for putting a station together um, to do that. Um, And thanks for calling in and, and asking me to share my story. Oh, my story as a woman, where to begin? I'd like to talk about multitasking. Multitasking is not easy to do and it can get a bit confusing. It seems like there's two types of people. I'm sure there's a lot more hybrids out there, but really there's people who can multitask or some people call it circular thinking. And then there's people who are linear thinkers and they're gonna do one thing and they're going to do it until it's done, and then they can move on to the next task. I am definitely a multitasker, and I don't think I could accomplish everything that I need to accomplish if I weren't a multitasker. Now, I'm sure there's definitely benefits to operating in in either manner, linear tasking or multitasking, and maybe it's just what you're used to. I, I have several things, many dozens of projects going at the same time. And within those projects, each project has multiple tasks going at the same time. I'm not always good at, you know, farming out the or delegating the different tasks to other people. I guess I I don't think I'm really a micromanager, but I I, I do like to make sure that things are done properly in the end because it does come back to bite you of course if it wasn't multitasking doesn't have to be only work related also here's an example I can sit at my home desk and answer emails you know whether it's work or emails or personal emails while having a full-on conversation with one of my kids or with my husband and there might be a few pauses but I, you know I can do both at once now my husband he is he you know he's in and I fully appreciate everything that he does he is a linear thinker so when he's answering emails you know not to interrupt him or when he's you know working on a project 
you just wait till he's finished and I respect that and I understand both sides and I'm really curious who out there who's who's the linear tasker who's the multitasker what do you see as the benefits of both I just don't think I have enough time in the day to be linear I, I wouldn't have time to interact or 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 well, I mean I would certainly if I had to choose I would choose the interaction with my children or my husband over anything else so I guess a better way to say it is I wouldn't have time to, to get any work tasks done if I couldn't multitask so you know, there's definitely priorities there so let me know let me know what you think I, I, I need to think more on this subject but it's something I've been thinking about all morning as I'm working and you know, doing other personal things and you know, all at the same time Love to hear from you. Turns out that multitasking is a myth. We think that we're doing a whole bunch of things at once, but we're not actually because the brain doesn't work that way. And a number of studies now have shown uh, from Earl Miller's lab at MIT and others that what we're really doing is we're paying attention to one thing for a little bit of time and then another and then another and then we come back around to the first and all of these are separate projects that are occurring in separate parts of the brain. They require a separate start time, a separate monitoring process. And you end up fractionating your attention into little bits and pieces, not really engaging fully in any one thing. All that switching across tasks comes with a neurobiological cost. It depletes resources. So after an hour or two of attempting to multitask, if we find that we're tired and we can't focus, it's because those very neurochemicals we needed to focus are now gone. There are some jobs that require not multitasking because we know it doesn't exist, but this kind of rapid switching. Uh, I'm air traffic controller, simultaneous translator at the UN, uh, journalists, uh, you know, monitoring all these different things at once. And we can take a tip from the air traffic controllers who, uh, as part of their uh, duty cycle are required after every hour and a half or two hours of work, it's mandated that they take a 15 to 30 minute break. And that means an unplugged, disconnected break where they go for a walk or uh, they listen to music, they exercise, something to restore all of the, uh, the burned up neurochemicals. You might ask during uh, this period of our evolution when there's all this information, is the brain adapting and changing? And yes, it is. The brain adapts and changes all the time. Evolution is happening all the time. Unfortunately, it's rather sluggish. We talk about it in terms of evolutionary lag. And generally speaking, it takes about 20,000 years for the brain to catch up with the way the environment is and at, in terms of how it's encoded in the genome. So. Uh, 20,000 years from now, our brains may have evolved to deal with it. In the meantime, we have to employ strategies, just a little bit more self-discipline than we currently use, to uh, filter out unwanted or unnecessary input. I'm not talking about never letting something frivolous or fun in, but I'm talking about adopting a, a kind of a habit of allowing yourself to focus on one thing at a time for at least a few hours a day. Even though our brains 
reward this kind of behavior, even though they make us crave information, they're actually not very good at processing information with the intensity and the quantity and the speed we find ourselves surrounded by today. And the reason is that our short-term working memory has a very small capacity. Working memory is essentially the contents of your consciousness at any given moment. What you're aware of is in your working memory. What you're not aware of is not in your working memory. And you probably remember at least the title of a famous paper uh, that came out, I think, in the 1950s. It was called, I think, The Magical Number 7. Uh, and the author of it said that it looked like we could hold in our working memory and our consciousness around seven pieces of information at once. And that was the maximum. And the thrust of his paper was, you know, this is a very small store of information. And since then, we found that actually that's an overstatement, that our working memory probably can only hold somewhere between two and four pieces of information at any given time. And when we take in too much information at once, what happens inevitably is that we, we start having this, this phenomenon where things are coming into and out of our working memory, out, into and out of our consciousness, really, really quickly. Because as soon as you take in a new bit of information uh, through whatever screen you happen to be looking at, uh, some other piece of information in your working memory has to leave, has to exit in order to make room for the new piece of information. And when this happens, and, and psychologists, particularly educational psychologists, have been studying this, particularly as, this phenomenon, particularly as it relates to education for a long time, is you suffer quite literally cognitive overload. You're overloading your mind. You're overloading your working memory. And when that happens, you're never paying close attention to anything. You're never focusing on one thing for an extended period of time. And unfortunately, there are all sorts of important intellectual processes that, as a result, get short-circuited. They never happen because they require us not to take in constant information, but to filter out information and to focus on one thing. Of course I can multitask. I'm multitasking right now. I'm looking after the children. I'm washing the dishes. I'm creating a to-do list for tomorrow. I am far more productive and thus better off. Who said I can't multitask? Truth be told, dear viewer, science. Science says you can't multitask. Multitasking itself is an illusion to begin with. What you're never doing is two things simultaneously. You're actually switching between two things so quick it gives the impression of simultaneousness. Many, many, many research projects have gone into multitasking from many different universities around the world. Stanford University conducted a study to show that multitasking is less productive than doing one task at a time. They showed that if people are bombarded with information from multiple sources, then they tend to have trouble paying attention, recalling information, and focusing after switching tasks. Then the worst effect is, they found that the area of the brain that grades your work is affected, causing you to give a higher grade than your work is actually worth, so you believe your work is great when really it's actually subpar. The problem lies in the fact that your brain splits when there's more than one thing to be done. Your prefrontal cortex, that spans both sides of the brain, is part of the brain's motivational system. When one task presents itself, both sides can work in sync to achieve the goal. However, they will work independently if more than one problem arises. As my French is frankly terrible, I will use the acronym for the Paris University 
in CERN. Basically, they did an experiment with people under an fMRI scan. They found that offering a larger reward for completing one of the two tasks accurately, only one side of the prefrontal cortex actually increased its activity. It was the same for either side. Now when they were told to complete three tasks at the same time, participants normally forgot about the third one completely. They made three times more errors than the ones that they were actually doing. This was narrowed down to the idea that you only actually have two prefrontal lobes so you can only concentrate on two things maximum. The University of London then jumped on the bandwagon with a study about multitasking and your IQ. It showed that people who are multitasking had the same effect as someone who was staying up all night or was high on drugs when doing their work. Then they showed it can result in an IQ drop by up to 15 points and some of the participants even lowered their IQ to that of an average 8 year old. The University of Sussex then conducted a study to show how multitasking affects the structure of your brain. Maybe it was a skill that needs practicing and then you'll get better until you are more productive and efficient. What they found is that the effects of multitasking led to a lower brain density in the anterior cingulate cortex, which is the area responsible for emotional control and empathy. This is the area that governs your EQ, basically your emotional intelligence. Now companies like to test your EQ, as people with high emotional intelligence tend to do better in life, i.e. they're more successful at work with family and friends. So if your brain density is decreasing, it makes your anterior cingulate cortex smaller and therefore perform less effectively, lowering your emotional intelligence. However, it's not all doom and gloom. There are studies that say you can be trained to do two things at the same time. A study published in Psychology Science in December 2014 was all about training the brain to multitask. The paper claimed that it was all about how you were taught in the first place and the context of the information. The example HBI used was of divers learning vocabulary underwater and then performing better at recalling them underwater than they did on land. So if you were to learn the information while multitasking, it says that you would become more accustomed to it as long as the two activities were linked. Multitasking was even brought into the battle of the sexes. According to a paper in BMC Psychology, women do perform better at multitasking than men do, but only in certain situations. The University of Glasgow came in here with the fact that if men really are slower than women at processing information, then some serious restructuring of workplaces needs to go on. However, every time there is a study, there is widely different results. A study in China said that women are better, a study in Sweden said that men are better. All this confusion can only lead to the fact that we don't actually know who is better. In the end, the only advice I can give to you is to avoid multitasking. The evidence against far outweighs the evidence for. Possible brain damage and inaccuracies doesn't sound too appealing. You are not a computer, you do not have several brains which you can divide the task between. You have the one and you need to look after it. But till next time, stay smart. I, today I was listening to, to Sentient Future and he had a segment on attention and multitasking, which I um, published on the station. 
And then I went back because I knew I had done a segment on multitasking at one point. So I went back and I reposted the segment that I had done. And then I posted these three um, segments that I found about multitasking. And wow, it's a myth. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that you know, common sense says that you can't actually do two things at once. Your attention is here, then it's here, then it's here, then it's here. And if you bounce fast enough, I guess it can give the illusion that you're doing two, three, four, five, six, however many things at one time, but you're not, you know, your attention is here and then it's here and then it's here and then, oh, it's back here and then it's here and then it's here. And that refers to that circular thinking that I was talking about in a much earlier segment. But I didn't realize what, um, you know, how badly it is for your brain and for your mental capacity and uh, how much energy it takes. Now, if I had stopped to think about it, you know, I guess I thought, well, I just had a really busy day, so I'm tired. But on days where I was excessively doing this, um, you know, what we commonly refer to as multitasking, but really isn't this switching of attention from one thing to the next. I am beat and it's hard to uh, hold a good conversation. It's hard to do anything. And it is those days where I like, I need a break between work and getting home. I need to stop and like, you know, get some groceries or I need to stop and go to the gym or need to stop and take a yoga class or, you know, whatever it is that you do to get that little break. It's that restorative feeling, you know, that you, you, you need to get your brain faculties again. But hearing this information and uh, listening to these studies that were done, it points to the fact that you really shouldn't do this. Now, I know we can't always control what's going on and sometimes at work. Well, you know, we do need to focus on a couple things at once, but we should really try to limit that because it's very detrimental to our health and, um, you know, the one study pointed to the fact that it actually lowers your IQ. Now, hmm, is that permanent? Unlikely, but probably at that moment or for that day, your IQ is lowered and you really need to, uh, you know, find some quiet time to bring it back up, to bring you back to normal. But this is seriously going to impact the way that I, uh, you know, I treat the tasks at hand especially as I get older, it's, uh, you know, I need all those IQ points. <laughs> I don't want to lose any more than I have. So uh, everyone out there, listen to those, those uh, studies I just posted, you know, the segments that reference the studies. And it's really important. It's good stuff to know.